You are listening to the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm Jess Kamkowski, endurance athlete and mindset coach, here to share with you perspectives and contemplations from a 10,000-foot view of life. Thanks so much for coming back for another episode. And this episode has really been so interesting to me because this episode, I'm going to talk about the ego. And I think I may have mentioned the ego like, I don't know, maybe in the first or second episode and said, oh yeah, we'll be diving in more. And the amount of resistance that I have had, (laughs) and this is so good, this is why I love the ego so much, is the amount of resistance that I've had to recording this episode has been monumental. It's been freaking monumental. And it's so funny because... It one of the inquiries I oftentimes uh, will go into is you know what do I need to believe to be to be feeling like this to be having this delay this resistance against you know why is this freaking episode taking so long to to record when I just go in my closet and I hit record and then there's an episode. And it's because I wanted this episode to be right. I wanted this episode to be educational. I want this episode to um, allow for us to see the ego with eyes that will never be shut again. And all of that want, all of that expertise, that's the ego. That's the freaking ego. It's hysterical. It's freaking hysterical. And then On top of it, I had an experience this morning that I'm super embarrassed to share, and I'm going to share it, and the embarrassment is the ego, and the whole story is about the ego. (laughs) So it's like, ah, I said to my meditation teacher not too long ago, uh, and I think I've said this to him many times over the years and with different words, was like, has anybody ever gone mad on this path to enlightenment? Has anybody actually like lost their mind over trying to lose the mind? And um, and he was kind of quite serious. He's like, no, what are you feeling? And uh, honestly, folks, sometimes I feel like I'm going mad. And it really is um, this bounce back between ego, right, lower self, lower self, the lower self, the false self, and the true self, the higher self. And yes, I spend a hell of a lot more time in the higher self because of many years of practice and and what I believe I was hardwired to find this the whole time. Like I, I was hardwired for this at birth. And so there was a part of me that came to this earth because of the work I do and this very episode that I'm recording right now to just see the world with new eyes that will never be shut again, that we do not go back to sleep and live through the narrow viewfinder of the ego. So the ego, you guys, um, it will never be diminished as long as we're in a body. The world that we live in is an ego world. And the ego is not your enemy. The ego is an energy. And there's only one ego, right? There's only one, there's only one, period. 
And so when we talk about the ego, although it feels very individualized because it's streaming through our individual expressions here on earth, there is only one ego. And everything that comes our way are, you know, our thoughts, like the thoughts that pass through us. The ego uses the thoughts as its organ. And the thoughts that pass through us, again, those are not personal either. Thoughts are universal. So the thoughts that we're having are essentially based on our point of attraction. What vibratory resonance is matching a certain thought out in the, in the ethers and that thought is coming to us. And, you know, when you think about the flooding of thoughts that you can have in a moment, you realize like, wow, that point of attraction is, is, it's the real deal. It, it's, it's absolutely what is dictating our reality until we wake up and step in between so that we can see, get into the gap and so that we can see what that vibratory resonance is and that we can, we can shift that. We can attune to higher frequencies. So let's, what do you want first? You want the story? I feel like you want the story. Let's go to the story. Okay. So last night before I went to bed, we have this amazing bakery here in San Diego. It's a vegan bakery. And so cinnamon buns, almond croissants, uh, croissants. Um, well, those are the things I always get. But I see, here's the ego right here. It's like, I can't even remember the menu because those are the only things that pertain to me, right? It's all about me, 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 me. Um, they have muffins. They have cake. They have um, just everything you could imagine at a bakery. So last night before I went to bed, I put in an order to be picked up today. And so I went down there and, you know, uh, woke up early, got my meditation in, drank a lot of, uh, lot of water this morning, had a big like 36 ounces of water just to cleanse my system because I know, you know, I'm putting in a cinnamon bun or I'm putting in and, not or, come on, let's be real. I'm not it, either or a cinnamon bun or an almond croissant. Both of those things are going in the temple today. So how can I best prepave my body to receive the high levels of sugar and processing that it's about to receive, right? So I'm on it, man. I'm, I'm being a yogi all about it, right? I'm, I'm welcoming it in. I'm prepping the body temple. And I drive down there and um, now I've drank all this water and I had some coffee and I'm like, I got to pee. Like, I got to pee and I have a half an hour home. So I go into the bakery and the girl says to me, the woman behind the um, counter says to me, how are you doing tonight? I said, oh my God, I'm doing so good. I'm, I'm doing so good, right? I'm like, yeah, I got this. And I said, you know, but I really, I really need to use the bathroom. Can I use your bathroom? And she said, I'm so sorry, you can't. You know, it's the COVID, the COVID rules, right? It's, it's the rules. It's not her fault. Immediately, Immediately, she became my victimizer. Immediately, I became a victim. Immediately, I had no power. Immediately, I was feeling feelings of frustration. Now, I can't even tell you how quickly this happened because I talk about the gap. I talk about the power of the pause. There was none of that. None of that. And this might not even seem like a big deal um, as you're hearing the story, but man, it's like, I feel like it's still with me. So she gets the order, I give her the order number, and I'm already like cutting, I'm already constricting. I, and I'm noticing this, I'm already constricting, I'm already um, closing my heart off to her, I'm not looking at her anymore, and I'm closing off the communication. While she's saying like, well, you might be able to go to CVS, they might be, and I'm looking out the window, and, I'm, and in my head, 
uh, the thought comes in like, well, I'm just going to go to the parking lot over there. Like, I'm just going to go to a parking lot across from the bakery and pee <laughs> in the middle of a city. And so I didn't say that because I was like, oh, feel your feet in your shoes. So I'm doing the techniques. Feel your feet in the shoes. This is the ego. This is the ego. So she gives me the box and she says very nicely, you know, do you need napkins? And I said, nope, just a bathroom. And I took the box I'm going to say 100% not lovingly, not aggressively, but I just took the box. I was completely cut off from a connection with another human, and I walked out. I didn't say goodbye. I didn't say thank you. So the girl that came in and said, oh, I'm so good, like the ego was punishing her. She needed to be punished. She was keeping me in discomfort, and she needed to be punished. And so... Immediately, I felt terrible. That's not how I want to live. And the thing is, is that when you do pull the blinds up and you do see with awake eyes, it, you, you feel so much more. And I felt terrible. And I got into the car and I felt terrible. And I thought, gosh, there's a Whole Foods right down the road. This is not a big deal. And then the terribleness, the guilt, the... um, the the inability to forgive myself for the way I acted was also, is also the ego. So it comes in the front door, it circles around, and it goes in the back door. It's the one that will pat you on the back, and it will smack you across the face. It's super, super tricky. And this is why, as we attune to the higher self, to our higher intelligence, that really recognizes like my inner being is just like, oh, this whole scenario is great. Like, look at how much she's learning. This is awesome. And she can go to Whole Foods, which is two blocks down the road, and she can use the bathroom and she can pick up some stuff for dinner. So this is awesome that she's suffering right now because like, look at the insanity of how we live as humans. So what I did was I used a technique called Ho'oponopono, which is an ancient uh, Hawaiian prayer. And it uh, it goes, this is how I say it. Some people say it in different order. This is how I say it. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. So as the ego and the thoughts were driving through about how that was so shitty and how that's not living in alignment with who I say I am and all these other things, the pun- now I become the victimizer, right? Now I am the victimizer of the of the other human that I said was the victimizer and I was the victim. Now she becomes the victim and I'm the victimizer and now I must be punished. So it is a very unsatisfying cycle. And that healing mantra is um, what it does is it, it heals because it had nothing to do with the bathroom, you guys. It had nothing to do with anything other than the fact that I had some kind of unhealed hurt within me. And that situation and having a full bladder brought it to the surface. And I projected it, the ego projected it out onto this other woman and then came back and through the back door and smacked me across the face. So I repeated that prayer until I felt calm, until my heart was back open, until I was able to forgive myself. And not only am I healing the energy of myself, I'm healing the energy that I left in that bakery. She probably just moved right on. I don't know. Who knows how she received it? 
But that, you guys, is the epitome of how the ego works, okay? So let's just talk about a few of the characteristics. So characteristics of the ego, it's always on the lookout for threat. The forgiveness is always conditional. Like, okay, I forgive you, that, and that's because this person's going to be doing this for me, so I should probably forgive them. It's judgment. This is a really good one, you guys. This is one that you really want to put your eyeglasses on and look inside. It's judgment and justification of judgment. And it's mortally afraid that you're listening to this podcast and that you're actually going to meditate. It's very concerned about how other people think. And uh, it, the ego must be liked. It has to be liked. We, we must be liked. And it really, it's a crook. It robs you of precious moments in your life. I was robbed of those moments this morning. She was robbed of those moments. And, um, and here I am picking up these vegan pastries that I hold in such reverence because nobody was harmed in the making of those pastries, but then two people were harmed in the picking up of those pastries. So it's just crazy. You know, the effect of the ego is its separation. It's separation and it's denial of our higher intelligence. And that creates confusion about who we are. So to live from this uh, eye of the ego, it's really like going out on the trail at night with your headlamp on backwards. You would never do that. It just, it doesn't allow you to head in the direction that you, that you want to go in. So we must look out for those qualities. You know, anytime there's a victim and a victimizer, anytime there is um, judgment, uh, somebody should be doing this or should not be doing this, we are talking about the ego. So how do we start to rise above the ego? Well, number one, you know, meditation is such an antidote for this. Um, Meditation is a state of mind where we create stillness and openness that allows us access to our higher being and our higher intelligence. And so if we are really skilled and schooled at spending time in our higher intelligence, we're not going to be spending as much time in the lower intelligence. Um, I want you to absorb just those qualities. And also, let me add one more thing is, you know, how do we start to rise above, right? So meditation, but also going into inquiry, right? Going into inquiry, like how do I feel this morning? Like how do I feel? Well, I feel guilty now. Well, I know that guilt is a is a mechanism of the ego. It's a low vibration, right? So it's going to resonate with the lower self. And also, um, who is this for? Who, who is this for? If I'm about to say something or reply or do a post or reply to somebody's post, I will, and I'll feel a charge. I'll always ask, who is this for? Who is this for? And typically it's for me to be right and the other person to be wrong or for me to pose myself as somebody who knows more. And all of that is the ego. It's not about not posting or not replying. It's just who is it for and what is the energy I'm moving from? And then this is my most beautiful inquiry. I love this is what is the loving story behind this? So what is the loving story of this morning? The loving story was that I had an opportunity to heal an an unhealed hurt. I had an opportunity to heal a relationship with the girl behind the counter without having to go back and, and beg for forgiveness. I had an opportunity to get in front of the microphone and share this episode. 
the loving story is that my higher being, my higher intelligence sees that what went down this morning was perfect. And no matter how well I prepaved my temple, that ego is so slippery and it will slide through the tiniest little crack. The best way to eradicate the ego is to be present because presence in the ego requires time, past or future. And in presence, there's none of those things. There's just now. So when I got into the Ho'opono healing prayer, I was present. And therefore, I opened up that space to my higher intelligence to let go of whatever that darkness was that rose to the surface because of that experience I had this morning. So I'm going to close with um, a prayer. It's really interesting. I found this prayer. I must have written it back in like 2015. I wrote it during a yoga teacher training. I was out in Texas for a yoga teacher training. And I don't remember her asking us to write a prayer, but this is what I wrote. It's called The Prayer for Others. And buckle up because I used the G word several times. A prayer for others. Because this is how I want to live. This is how I desire to live. And I understand that it's a, a process and it's about progression and it's not about perfection. And so today is really one of those days that I get to fully embrace that. God, show me my strength to stand selflessly in my power, to serve as a beacon for your light, conduit for your words to flow through, embody for your actions. God, show me my strength every day to navigate this world for the greatest benefit of all and to always steer my ship towards love in everything I say, do, and think. God, show me my strength to always be my best that I can be in every moment of this gifted life so that others may anchor in their own strength and together we serve the greatest good of every being everywhere. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Awake Athlete Podcast. If you're loving the show, leave a review, share it with your friends. Most importantly, put this stuff into action in your life.